In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please have a seat. You know, I usually say, please be comfortable, and every, every week I realize just how ridiculous that sounds given the situation. But today, if you're comfortable, you're not paying attention. But I hope we can find some comfort because the Holy Spirit is the Holy Comforter. The, uh, and not in the sense of a, of a, of a bed covering, right? And, and not a comforter in the sense of there, there, sort. But to comfort means to strengthen. So I hope we find some holy comfort, holy strengthening. So um, I've been thinking about back to school for lots of reasons. We, you know, we're trying to figure out, like a lot of schools, how to come back to school. Um, but also this, this school year uh, reminded me of when I was a kid. So one of the, and, I, and this is confessional in a way, but um, I like to make good grades. Uh, I was affirmed by making good grades. Uh, and so when there was a test, I, and I'm talking to you know, like grammar school, I mean, I really prepared because I, I wanted to get a good grade on the, on the test. Um, and so when we would come into a class, and the teacher would begin by saying, students, clear your desks. I had a moment of panic, because I know that that meant pop quiz. And I hadn't had a chance to prepare. So pop quizzes, and, and do you remember that, that, you know, just the teacher standing there, clear your desk. And it was, oh, the dreaded pop quiz. And so, these pop quizzes, I kind of assumed as a, as a kid that, that the purpose of the teacher doing that was to trip me up, to set me up to fail, to catch me on something. That that was the purpose of the pop quiz. Now, I said that to a congregation full of teachers at 8 o'clock, and I could see them shaking their head like, no, a teacher wouldn't do that. The purpose of the pop quiz is for the teacher to check in. One, maybe to see if we're doing the homework, but really to check in and see, okay, have what we've been learning, has it taken root? This foundation of learning that we're building, before we go to the next stage, is that stage in place? Because if not, well, then we need to go back and spend some more time with it. The purpose of a pop quiz is not to set us up, it's to check in and make sure that we're ready to go on. Well, guess what Jesus gives his disciples today? Pop quiz. He's, you know, usually people are asking Jesus questions, but notice today, Jesus asks the questions. He says, and, 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 and they're in a weird place, okay? They are 20 miles north of the Sea of Galilee. They're in this place, Caesarea Philippi, a place, long, old biblical traditions. Um, it's, uh, it's where there was a, a, a temple to Baal, the false god, that, that all the prophets had so much trouble with. Um, it was then, a, a, in, in more in the Hellenistic times, it was a temple to Pan, because there was a, a, a spring and a grotto there. Uh, but it was also this place where Herod built this temple to Caesar, who was the emperor, but was also called himself a god. It's also later on, after Jesus' death and resurrection, uh, when the temple was destroyed in that war 
the uprising 67 to 70. It's, um, it's after they sacked Jerusalem, destroyed Jerusalem. It's where the, the Roman soldiers went and threw a big party. So this is not a place that's hospitable to the gospel. Certainly not hospitable to Jews. And yet it is here in this place that Jesus says, okay, disciples, clear your desks. Pop quiz time. Who do people say that I am? And notice the answers come pretty fast and furious. Everybody's got an answer to that. Because they've just been, there's really no tell on them. And they're just kind of, well, this is what other people are saying. And they're quick to offer something. Because if they get it wrong, they can say, well, that was, you know, that's just what we heard. And then he gives the second question on the quiz. But who do you say that I am? And I imagine that there's kind of crickets. No one wants to kind of commit. <laughs> Except for Peter. Of course, Peter. Peter says, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ. The anointed Christos, like we get chrism from. You are anointed, designated, chosen, commissioned to save us. You are the son of the living God. You are the son of God. You are God the son here in our midst. And Jesus responds to that. Blessed are you. You are blessed. You have been blessed with this understanding, with this knowledge, with this revelation. Flesh and blood is not revealed as you didn't get this on your own. It is a gift from God, this understanding, this foundational understanding. And I tell you, you are rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Hades, the place of the dead, the place where the dead reside, imprisoned there forever, seemingly impregnable, not, not for the, this body of Christ. It will break down those gates. The Messiah will save us from all that separates us from God, including death. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus is saying, yes, okay. This pop quiz has revealed that this foundation is set. But notice, he then says... Then he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Now, what do you make of that? Because doesn't that sound contra uh, in, in contradiction to everything else we know about go therefore to all the nations, making disciples? So why now does he say, don't tell anyone? Maybe because the education's not finished. The next verse that we'll get next week, from that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering and be killed and on the third day be raised. This, this was a pop quiz just to make sure that the foundation was set. Yes, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, God the Son here among us to break down the walls that separate us from God. 
And now we have to learn what that means. You see, there's a difference between knowing someone, knowing about someone, and knowing someone. Right? I know a lot about Drew Brees. I do. Probably more than I, than I should admit. But I don't know Drew Brees. You see the difference? God doesn't call us just to know a lot about God. God calls us to know God. And how do you ever really know someone, let alone God? Do we ever fully know someone, let alone fully know God, even as we are fully known? That's what God calls us into. That's what Jesus is calling all of his disciples into. Peter, for sure. Those gathered around Peter, absolutely. Those who have come after, for sure. And us, too. The pop quiz isn't to trip us up. It's not to set us up to fail. It's to extend an invitation to make sure we've got the foundation good so that we can continue to build upon it. It's upon this foundation that Jesus builds the church, continues to build and deepen this relationship so that it can be strong, so it can house more and more people, so it can include more and more people. These pop quizzes of faith aren't a test to see if we believe correctly. They're an invitation to continue to grow and deepen our relationship with God in and through Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, who saves us, who is God among us, God with us. How do we know if we ever pass the final exam? Does believing mean that somehow we've passed some final certification exam? Now we're licensed to practice medicine or practice law. There's a danger in thinking that believing that, that that's what it takes, that that's what a real Christian is, just saying the right thing or somehow believing enough. I, um, I spent some time uh, just early in Lent, before the pandemic, reading Marcus Borg's book, Meeting Jesus Again for the First Time. Um, and so I want to share a little bit that he says. You know, Marcus Borg, you know, I'm a little hesitant to have that on, on, on Facebook Live even, because Marcus Borg in some Christian circles is um, uh, persona non grata, let's say. He was part of the Jesus Seminar. Who uh, scholars, who biblical scholars, who tried to identify um, through a methodology that they came up with what Jesus really said, or the historic Jesus. Uh, and so he kind of got a bad name for that, honestly. Um, but what I like about, what I'm grateful for Marcus Borg for, is he's reclaiming this um, understanding of Jesus beyond just "Do you believe?" He's and so he talks in the in here about he, he, he struggled until his late 30s because he, he came to understand from kind of mainstream Christianity that, um, that the Christian life was primarily about believing. He says, like many of us, as a child, I, I didn't have any problem with that. 
But at the end of childhood, there began a period lasting over 20 years, he says, in which, like many, I struggled with doubt and disbelief. All through that period, he says, I continued to think that believing, believing was what the Christian life was all about. Yet no matter how hard I tried, I was unable to do that. And I wondered how others could. Do you hear in that? He was trying so hard to believe, to kind of convince his mind that he understood, he agreed, he assented to all of that. I wish you could have heard Jesus saying, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for it is not flesh and blood that allowed you to believe like that, but it's God inviting you into this relationship. This is what he goes on to say, though. This is, I think, important for us. Now, I no longer see the Christian life as being primarily about believing. I know that may sound a little heretical, so just hold on to that, okay? The experiences of my mid-30s led me to realize that God is. To realize that God is real, here, exists. And that the central issue of the Christian life is not believing in God or believing in the Bible or believing in the Christian tradition. Rather, the Christian life is about entering into a relationship with that to which the Christian tradition points, which may be spoken of as God, the risen, living Christ, or the Spirit. And a Christian is one who lives out his or her relationship to God within the framework of the Christian tradition. It's not that believing in the Bible, believing um, in the Christian tradition is bad, obviously, right? But there's, there's a deeper invitation here. It's an invitation into a relationship with the Son of the living God the son of the God who lives, the God of the living, that this is real, it's here, it's now. It, it, it's not a, a test that we have to pass. It's not a certificate that we uh, uh, acquire. It's not a graduation that we go through and then we're done. It's a life of being in relationship with a God who loves us enough to welcome us back, to invite us in, to continue to strive to know us and to make himself known to us. So, I hope what you hear in this today, if you feel like, wow, I can never believe as well as Peter. I can never have that level of understanding as the great theologians. I hope what you hear in that is that's not really the point anyway. The point is to keep going, keep growing. Accept this invitation. Not try to pass a test. But just accept this invitation into a relationship. We don't have to pass the pop quiz. We, we don't have to write a final paper. All we have to say is yes, I want to keep going. 